Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Breaking the Code. One topic, no script. And today we're going to have Jamie have a heart attack on screen. And this is top five DC storylines. The palpitations are killing me right now. (laughs) So he's got his nitro pills in his mouth right now. We're good to go at least for 30 minutes. Uh, But I'm going to go ahead and start this one off. And my number five for top five DC storylines is the judas contract Ooh, good pick so surprising at number five uh well uh the ones i have above that i think are better than that but judas contract uh what was that that was perez art and wolfman writing is that correct right and that was the new the new teen titans exactly yep uh that was nightwing with his disco collar and The the first yeah the first actual appearance of nightwing disco Yep, exactly. But the that storyline also really brought in Deathstroke. Yeah, the Terminator. Exactly. And a wonderful story it is. If you guys haven't checked out the Judas Contract, you absolutely should. Mm-hmm. Uh, it still holds weight today mm-hmm. uh, with Dark Crisis coming up. Uh, Nightwing and Deathstroke really go at it. Uh, we've seen previews of that already, but getting back to the story at hand, Perez's artwork is absolutely fantastic. Marv Wolfman's writing is top notch. This is also pre-crisis too, mm-hmm. so so you have that aspect into it as well. There's not a whole lot more I can say about that. I mean, what the Titans team at that time? It was uh, Nightwing, Starfire, Raven, Cyborg. And uh, Beast Boy, but I think he was called Changeling then. Yeah, he was Changeling at that time before they right. changed his name. He they, yeah. they did the mention Beast Boy in there, but his name was Changing. Yeah, because because he was wearing the white and the red mm-hmm. uh, full body suit. Yeah, right. So Changeling and Beast Boy, same thing. But it's 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 a fantastic story. This is oh, and Tara. Uh, that's right, Tara. She was in it too. Yeah, She's the main reason of being in it. Yeah, go check it out, guys. Absolutely fantastic, Jamie. What do you have at your number oh, five? Oh God. At my number five, this is why I don't. I hate this list. Now, <laughs> I it, it was it was perfect and it was good, and I just can't stand it. <laughs> my number five is Blackest Night. Okay, and that was the pinnacle of my comic collecting at mm-hmm. that time. And that story from Green Lantern to Blackest Night completely changed the game for me in comic reading. Yeah. Like that set my standard of what I want to read. What needs to be read, how I want to read it, um, how tie-in should work. That was Jeff Johns writing too, right? Yep. Yep. It was Jeff Johns at the helm. Um, it just it, every emotional spectrum being a part of it, heroes being brought back, death, life, you name it, was a part of it. New lanterns, new rings, new fights, different people joining as allies. It it was so chaotic, but so well done. Like now I'm like at number five, <laughs> but no, that, that's my, that's my number five for now. Blackest night is one of my favorite green lantern stories and one of my favorite DC uh, epics, mm-hmm. uh, but it didn't make my list. So moving on to number four. Now my number four is more of a saga, uh, but it falls in line with what we were talking about. And it is the nightfall saga. Oh yeah. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah, so very good. 
that was uh the story in the 90s for batman and it still holds weight today too uh you had the breaking of the bat bane utterly destroying batman john paul valley coming in as his replacement and doing a very different job than bruce would have wanted to be done and then you had so it was night nightfall night quest and night's Mm -hmm. end Mm -hmm. and night's end was john paul valley batman and bruce wayne batman after he had been healed and this was what over the course of three years yeah two years three years yeah this was long but uh you had night's end which was the 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 end finale of this with them two going at it and Batman reclaiming the throne as Batman himself. Guys, if, if you want something that'll take a long time to read, but is a really, really good story with really, really good artwork, the nightfall saga. Absolutely. Yeah. And that didn't make my list either. Um, Really? Yeah. But it was probably one of the, biggest moments in batman at the time yeah the being hit the bat being broken yeah finally uh john paul valley coming in and basically taking the helm and trying to be like the punisher-esque of a batman yeah the closest we got to it changing the suit and everything it was such a drastic take yeah and they even had crossovers with him with other characters Mm -hmm. as john paul valley because that's what time frame they were in at the time um, and having John Paul Valley as the front man finally was nice to see. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. What do you got as your number four? I feel the ulcers start <laughs> in the form. Um, at number four, I have Batman under the red hood. Ooh. Okay. So this is the very first, uh, appearance of Jason Todd coming back and being the red hood and trying to take out Batman and be- basically becoming the crime Lord of Gotham to get rid of crime. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't know who he was throughout most of the series until that, you know, initial take off the, you know, the hood. Yeah. Yeah. And showed who he was and it was just shock and awe. Um, it, it doesn't get better than that with Batman to me, at least it, even the death of uh, Jason Todd, this story topped that for me um even now, the even the it still holds weight to this day even like even in comics he's still trying to figure out why bruce never chose him mm-hmm. now i thought red hood made his debut uh in the hush storyline no his first actual well red hood <laughs> not jason jason todd is red hood gotcha okay so red hood made his uh debut then because mm-hmm. that was joker oh okay that makes sense um, but Red Hood, Red Hood mm-hmm. was start with Red Death. Exactly. Red Death. No, yeah, Red Death. And Red and Death like you said, it holds so much weight now because that is the foundation for Jason Todd. Yeah, and he every time he's like, you just see that still constant fight with Bruce because of the, or in Batman because of the fact that he wanted to be that Robin, but mm-hmm. he felt like he Batman gave up on him. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a great pick for number four. What you got for us, Tim? Number three uh, for top five DC storylines. I'm staying in the 90s, guys, and I'm going with the death of Superman. Not on my list. Oh, man. (laughs) Death of Superman, guys. This was the thing. This received international attention. 
And this was uh, at the height of my DC reading when I was a kid. And we even talked about this, maybe not this particular storyline, but this era of DC comics before. Uh, and this, I think, was pinnacle Superman storytelling at the time. And this was pinnacle DC storytelling. They took a huge risk uh, killing off their big top dog, Superman. And they did the whole uh, saga bit too. You had the death, uh, funeral for a friend, uh, and then the reign of the Superman, and finally Superman returning and stuff like that. This was it, guys. If you have not read the Death of Superman storyline, I highly, highly recommend that. Funeral for a friend and the reign of the Superman, which brings in Steel, Cyborg, Superman, Eradicator, and Superboy. Or Superman, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, Death of Superman as my number three. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it, and that is one that stands out more than anything. I feel like it's one of the more overpopulized one, mm -hmm. popularized ones. Yeah, um, because it was I, I just it, 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 it hit it hit the nail right on the head. At that point, even the DC offices were like, "What can we do to change things?" And one guy in the back for months was saying, "Just kill Superman." Yeah, uh, and, George, I think we're gonna listen to you. <laughs> yeah, I think this time we're gonna take your advice. Let's come. <laughs> um. So yeah, it 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 was definitely that moment where you felt something and you can check out our death in comics episode as well for more information on that about from us but that was the very like first time you felt something for a character and that's why i think that changed the game and made death like not a big thing anymore very true jamie that <clears throat> is a very good point well speaking of points what do you have for number three number three i have Earth 2. The new 52 run? Yes. I, Wonderful choice. Now, that was a totally different, obviously, Earth 2. It was Earth Prime or Earth 1. Nope. Um, you had Alan Scott as Green Lantern come back in a different origin. You had Jay Garrick back, different origin. You had Hawkwoman, different origin. Yeah. You had all these play, like all these characters in hand. Lois, I believe Lois Lane was Red Tornado. Well, you um, had the Trinity wiped out in the first issue. Yeah, Trinity's gone. Yep. And, and now you have this main core. You have President Superman. Yep. At one point. It, it just, I don't think, yeah, he wasn't President Superman at the time on that no. one. No. Um, but it, it was just a crazy way to tell these heroes in a new light. And it grabbed me from that, from Earth 2 to uh, Earth 2 Society to Earth 2 World's End. Like all three of those were amazing to me. And but Earth 2, that specific storyline, like how Alan Scott got his ring to where Jay mm -hmm. Garrett got his powers, yeah, was just mind blowing to me. Earth 2 was my uh, aside from uh Batman, Earth 2 was my other favorite new 52 uh series that was out. I got every issue of that every month when it came out. I loved earth too i thought that was such a creative way to bring back those older justice society characters or the it felt characters. like yeah exactly it felt like jsa was rejuvenated and they were super prominent on earth too and i really loved that within the first five pages superman wonder woman and batman were toast Ooh. gone right yeah and and the world had to survive without them and survive they did 
Earth found a two, new way. Yep, Earth Two, I think, is one of the best new Fifty Two lines that they had. Yes, definitely, That's... definitely up there. And it, like again, this is all subjective. I'll probably end up changing this at some point tonight in my mind, but this is what I'm sticking with right now because it's That's... written down. That's wonderful. Earth 2, what a fantastic choice. However, with my number two, uh, we're going to go kind of uh, alternate universe here, and we're going to go with Watchmen. Not on my list. Not on your list. Wow. <laughs> so but I can see number two on that one, yeah. Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons' uh, masterpiece. This was the series that is hailed by most as what started the modern era of comic books, uh, or at least the Copper Age, which brings us into the modern age. Either way, either one. Uh, Watchmen is, uh, it, it showed that comic books were not just for kids, uh, that comics could be written for adults and have very adult storylines. Uh, the artwork is fantastic. This is Alan Moore at his best. Uh, and yeah, dude, 12 issues. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Rorschach, Night Owl, the comedian, Silk Spectre, Dr. Manhattan, the list goes Ozymandias. I mean, it's, it's just all over the place. This, this is an absolutely wonderful story. And I think it needs to be on everybody's must read list. Now, did they officially claim that as a DC property? Uh, Watchmen, it is DC. I know after Watchmen was DC. I didn't know if they took Watchmen and finally claimed it as a DC property. Yes. D, uh, Watchmen was put under the DC banner. It has mm -hmm. the DC bullet logo on it. Okay. It says for mature readers and all that stuff. It's just like like a brief history of this. If, if you're unaware, which I'm pretty sure you're not, but I'll just go ahead and give it anyways. Uh, Alan Moore wanted to take uh, specific characters that DC had recently acquired. I think like the question and blue mm -hmm. beetle and uh, phantom stranger and some other characters, even Superman and Batman. And he wanted to write a story that was completely off the rails uh, with those characters and going totally against the grain of what they should have been. And DC execs were like, absolutely not. You're not going to do that with Superman or Batman You're or anything crazy like pills. that. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. And he's like, well, okay, then I'm just going to make my own characters and write the story. Well, yeah, you go ahead and do that. And so he did. And that's what Watchmen became. Uh, so Rorschach, I think, would have been the question. The comedian was either going to be Superman or Batman. Night Owl, uh, well, yeah, comedian probably would have been Superman. Night Owl was Batman, et cetera, et cetera. Silk Spectre, Wonder Woman. Okay. But yeah, it, yeah it, it, I think it needs to be on everybody's must-read list. So, Jamie, what do you have for number two? Number two is one that's near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. And if you guys haven't checked out any of the videos yet, we have a one-shot with Mr. Daryl Banks himself. And also a interview that I still need to get up on our YouTube page <laughs> because it was on Twitch and it was live. So we took it down and I got to edit it. It's edited. It just needs to be posted. Um, but that's going to be Emerald Twilight Ooh. for my number two. Now, this is the Green Lantern of Green Lantern stories aside from Blackest Night. This is the moment where hell snaps. This is the moment where Coast City is nothing. This is the moment where everything just... When you ever hear the phrase, I lost everything, this is the story you think of. Yeah. And 
spoiler alert has been, you know, only so many, almost what 30 years, 30 years. Now that I'm looking <laughs> at it, I'm like, Oh God, I'm old. Um, but it's been almost 30 years and this story still tugs at your heartstrings and just the ride along the way. I mean, I'm not really giving too much spoiler away because it's been 30 years. If you haven't ready, I go mm-hmm. pick it up. Um, him snapping Sinestro's neck, killing the corpse, just going all out and just not caring anymore because he wants his life back. He wants everything he lost. And we get the very first appearance of one Kyle Rayner. Yeah. Dude, when you had us do this for a review on the podcast, um, the what was it? Uh, Green Lantern 48. Yeah, 48. Yeah, where, where that took the start. Uh, I hadn't read that pretty much since month of release uh, back in the day. And yeah. going back and rereading that, I had to God, go. You must back. have been in your fifties at that point. Uh, I, yeah, I was. I was a million years old then. But uh, I had to go back and reread the uh, Superman issue where Coast City was destroyed, mm-hmm. just just to get the foundation of right. what happened. And then going into that, where Hal is just standing there, he's got his arm in the sling, and that all cover that. alone, where he's like, "Dude, it, in the crater." And you, you, if you look at that cover without context, you know he's upset about something. But after reading that story, you're like, or that's the heart. interior page is him in the crater. Well, on the covers, isn't that is, where he's? He, no, he's he's got his hand up with the ring yeah, and shooting out. Yeah, but but looking at the cover, you you know that something's going on. But once you read that title, once you read that issue, you're like, wow, I really understand that man's heart was broken and he it's like i said before that was the pay that was the issue where you saw Hal go from a hero to a villain yeah and that's that story where it takes one bad day yep and that was it yeah so that's that's my number two okay well ladies and gentlemen as always we're going to go through our five to twos before we reveal our number ones and i'm very curious to see what jamie has for his number one but before we do that my number five is the Judas Contract. Number four is the Nightfall Saga. Number three is Death of Superman. Number two is Watchmen. And my number one top five DC storyline is Crisis on Infinite Earths. Not my number one. Not on your list. Oh. <laughs> Crisis on Infinite Earths, guys. This is what reset dc at a time when a serious reset was absolutely needed it was more than needed they were desperate for it there was just so much all over the place and they took all of that crammed it into one in eight issues what no 12 12 12 issues and uh totally oh iconic covers everywhere yes restructured the entire dc universe into one formula and it worked uh what was it after this then you had modern retellings of origins for superman Mm -hmm. green lantern batman etc etc this is the story the annie monitor right there yeah look at that absolutely fantastic you know the covers you've seen the covers they're wonderful the whole story is good, and it has the immortal George Perez doing artwork, which is all the more reason to check it out. Yes, uh, there, There's not a whole lot more praise I can give for that, except this is, I think, pinnacle DC storytelling at its finest. 
Yeah, and I got I, I agree with you about this. This this was the moment where things had to happen and things had to change. Yep. And it was amazing just to see and sit there and be part of it and read it and just see the the passion and the effort put yeah. into it. Just all of that. Yeah, and there's even renditions of it, mm-hmm. like famous covers or homage covers, I should say. Yeah. And then you've got even stuff that they're talking about today. The 52 Ertz are still relevant mm-hmm. up to a point until they cram yeah. them and then get rid of them and then cram them again and yeah. cram them again. But it it brought so many different characters in. It brought new faces, old faces. It yeah, that that's definitely that should be on a top ten list on everybody's top ten list. Absolutely, but not my top five. But not Jamie's. So Jamie, with that being said, give us a rundown of your five to twos, and then please let me know what your <laughs> number one is. So at number five, I have Blackest Night. Number four, I got Batman Under the Red Hood. Number three, I've got Earth Two. Number two, I got Emerald Twilight. And for my number one, I have Dark Side Wars. Dark Side Wars. That is also a new 52 storyline. But it Justice League was a new retelling of the team starting. Um, but once you got to Dark Side War, again, another Jeff Johns hit this knockout of the park book. <laughs> um, when you got to Dark Side Wars, there was so much in that. There were so many tie-ins. There was so it was everything you could ever, ever. And I say this over Blackest Night, and it's really hard for me to say. Uh, <laughs> it's the thing you wanted most and craved, and the fights you wanted to see happen, and just the domination and where they're coming back from. You had Jessica Cruz coming as a, a lantern. You had mm-hmm. all these different aspects, all these big hitters. All these things happen just to make it to this point. The first appearance of Grail, which is Darkseid's daughter. It, it just, there were so many different aspects to this story. And Darkseid was just a beast throughout the whole thing. Like you, there's, I'm sorry, he, he beats Thanos. Like to me, every time. But again, you could be wrong and be right, but I'm always right. You know, personal opinion, aspect. I think if it came down to fisticuffs, fisticuffs between dark side and thanos dark side i think would wipe the floor with him yeah but it was just batman getting tossed around which i absolutely adore um <laughs> because i'm t- I got, i'm gonna say this right now because i've been thinking about this a lot too is like that t- side tangent um is that batman's always the guy that once you see him come in the panel it's like oh this story's over batman's here <laughs> batman's you know, here when he's getting tossed around like a rag doll i'm in but it was you know taking superman to his to his very, very best and breaking point. It was the Flash trying to be the fastest he possibly can without breaking time. You know, it, it took every aspect of everything you ever thought of in, like, could that could be with DC and cranked it to 11. See, I, I haven't read this. I have a portion of it sitting over here on my bookshelf. But now, just just with that explanation that you've given, that that's something that I'm going to read. Yeah, and you know, that whole run gave everyone their spot. But by the end, with Dark Side War, it just made the most sense I've ever like encountered in comics. Okay. Like it was the most fluent way to tell that story. Really? Okay. 
Right on. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if there's anything on this list that you haven't read, you know, Jamie and I think that these are some of the best storylines that DC's ever put out. So oh, I'm going to get means... hate. I already know it. Why isn't <laughs> Superman on yours? It was on Tim's because Tim well, liked it. I didn't. Superman I liked it. I just stories didn't put that, that is on your list. He's in Blackest Night. He's in yeah. Dark Side Wars. But we're not talking about the death of him. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's subjective, guys. That's why we choose what we think is the best, not what is the best. This is what's the best for us. And that's what's most important. So before we get out of here, Jamie, you got anything you want to say to our wonderful audience that is watching right now? Yes, guys, as always, please, if you can follow us here on Twitch, if you're seeing us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and notification bell. Um, We're on right now on Twitch. We're at the 550 uh, followers and on YouTube, if you're catching us right now, we're about at 91, I believe, for subscribers. Yes. Um, we're only nine away. So if you guys can just please hit that subscribe button and you know, give us some feedback on what we're doing. It'd be greatly appreciated. We're trying to build this great community where we got a good foundation and we want you to be a part of it because it only takes you to build this. Um, guys, as always, be kind to one another. You never know what's going on with someone out there. Even making someone smile can change their whole perspective of their day. So always be kind. And guys, I will see you in the next one. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, as always, you can find us on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, right here on Twitch, over on YouTube, on TikTok, and our shiny Discord. All you got to do is type in the Codex Station, and that is where you will find us. You are. We are also on all podcast streaming platforms. Pick your favorite. We're there. Once again, type in the Codex Station, and that is where we will be. Once again, my name is Tim. This wonderful guy over here is Jamie. This is Breaking the Code. We are the Codex Station, and we will see you next time.